Welcome to Rochambeau, the podcast about unique competitions, extraordinary events, and the people that make them happen. I'm Kim. And I'm Ted. Welcome. Happy to have you guys here. This is a special episode. There was a competition that we covered back at the beginning of Rochambeau called Gurning. Yes. Gurning is the art of making hideously funny faces. Such a weird sport and bless them for doing it. Yeah. Good, good stuff. And Ted got to go to merry old England. I did. And participate in the Gurning competition. I did. I did. I met all those guys and I competed and I did not make a very good face, but... But you had fun, fun, right? It was it was was a weird, weird (laughs) evening, but uh, it was great. That's so cool. And Ted was nice enough to gather some audio while he was there. So that's really what we wanted to present to you guys this week was something new. And it's Ted's trip report from Gurning. But first, for those of you who haven't heard the Gurning episode, that's what you're going to hear right now. And if you have already heard the Gurning episode, feel free to go ahead and skip about 20 minutes in. And you can pick up right with Ted's trip report. Enjoy. So I just push my face out. Take my top dentures out and I turn my bottom dentures upside down. My bottom jaw, I push out as far as I can and roll your bottom lip over your nose. Okay, I'll start us off by pulling a face. Okay, so what Ted means by pulling a face, what he's doing right now is, well, you're looking pretty ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh huh. His cheeks are all puffed out. His eyes are crossed. He's got his tongue hanging out to the side. It's it's, it's, this is not a good look, but it is the art of gurning. Thank you for saying that was not a good look. <laughs> I don't want to have to do that ever again because that kind of hurt. Apparently, I need less teeth. Maybe you do, actually. We can get to that in a minute. But for now, Ted, what is gurning? Okay. Gurning is a competition based around what some people call grimacing or pulling a face. And the goal is to try and make your face look as ugly or ridiculous as possible. Basically, it's making a funny face. Funny, hideous face. A funny, hideous face. The most hideous face you can make from your face. The World Gurning Championship takes place each year in England during the Ergmont Crab Fair. The fair is a local celebration that includes music, food, fun, and of course, gurning. We caught up with Stephen Foster, the chairman of the World Gurning Championship. He told us that gurning has been around for a really, really, really long time. Well, we know that the Crab Fair itself, that was the whole thing, not just the gurning, uh, started in 1267 by Royal Charter uh, from King Henry II. And so this is a special year for us. This is our 750th anniversary, so we're making the most of it. Yeah. 1267, that is a really, really long time ago. Uh-huh. All right, what is going on in 1267? 1267 is the Middle Ages. It's medieval times. It's during the Crusades. That's like the time Marco Polo, remember him? That's when he started <laughs> on his adventure. It's before the fall of Constantinople. It's before the Renaissance period. They had time to sit around the fields outside of the castle and make funny faces i guess they did i guess they did and if you look up 1267 or what are the major events of the 1200s gurning is actually one of them so it's been around for a really 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 long time (laughs) (laughs) so like the things that have been around forever are wars famine and gurning (laughs) that's right it is so hard to imagine 750 years of anything nonetheless 750 years of people making silly faces and if you look at the history on gurning it's murky at best but there's a couple of different versions that stand out one story is that gurning was originally a competition of who could mock the village idiot the best man which seems so so cruel right those guys have it rough anyway exactly or or girls i suppose Uh, yeah don't you hold 
woman down. <laughs> right. Girl can be the village idiot. <laughs> That's right. Another story ties in the UK's history with tobacco. According to the Gurning Explained website. That's a thing. Okay. <laughs> it said that in rural areas, people used to go to the seaports in hopes of catching tobacco merchants' attention and getting a free pinch of tobacco. They would look at the merchants and grin. They called it grinning for backa. <laughs> And often merchants would reward their grinning faces with sweet, sweet tobacco. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, as time passed, these tobacco enthusiasts aged a little roughly. Maybe they lost some teeth. They got some extra wrinkles, you know, the right. stuff. Right. So this particular version of the history of grinning goes that the people who grin for Bacca started to compete with each other to see who can make the strangest or silliest grin and get the most free snuff. And eventually, time changed the word grin to gurn. That is hilarious. Yeah. All right. And then fast forward 750 years and gurning is still going strong. And each year they crown a world champion. So I guess this would be a good time to ask, just how does someone become the world champion gurner? The contest is judged by the extent to which the person's face changes. So basically, we always say that if you start ugly and get a tiny little bit uglier, then it doesn't count as much as somebody who starts good and ends up ugly. So once again, good-looking people have the advantage. <laughs> that does not seem fair. <laughs> no, it does not. No. All right. Well, let's go to the competition now. Okay. So picture this. The World Gurning Championship takes place in a hall that fits about 600 people. People come from all over the world for the competition, but mostly they're coming from England. There's five independent judges and hundreds of people waiting to compete. There's so many divisions in gurning. There's a juniors, a women's, a seniors, and of course, there's those competing for the title of world champion. So when competitors get up on the stage to compete, rule number one. They have to stick their head through a large horse's collar or braffin to qualify. <laughs> I mean, I think putting your head through a horse's collar is going to make you make a funny face. <laughs> I agree. Possibly. But let me get this straight. You get up on stage. The announcer calls you up. Lights dim. We look out over the hundreds, thousands of people staring up at you. A man walks up, puts a horse collar over your head, and then you just make a face? Yep, just make a face. And then once your head is through this horse collar uh -huh. or braffin, rule number two, you can't use your hands anymore to assist yourself in pulling or making your funny face. Uh -huh. So, Ted, <laughs> braffin <laughs> is definitely the oddest part of this already odd competition to me. Uh -huh. And when we asked folks why they use the braffin, here's what we got a lot of. Well, nobody can really remember. Uh, it, uh, it predates living memory. So does anybody actually know why they use it? I'm honestly not sure, but we did get a good story out of 38-time competitor Gordon Blacklock. Well, it originates a farmer and his wife had been to market and had sold a horse. So after they'd sold the horse, they were on their way back home and the farmer was carrying the braffin. Well, the farmer's wife was given the farmer earache. She was nagging at him. So he just stood and he said, he put the collar over her head and said, stop you gurning. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, oh, the, the old yammering farmer's wife bit. Oh, boy. So for 750 years, they've been making jokes about wives talking too much? Yeah, I guess oh, man. so. Well, Gordon would know. He started gurning 38 years ago and has won or placed many times over the years. Gurning has allowed him to travel all over the world and even made him a little bit famous. You may know him as the bitter beer face guy. Yes, I was once in Santa Monica, and I done three commercials for Coors Light. Uh, one of the uh, WWW wrestlers was in it in one of the uh, commercials. Two guys were playing pool, 
and one of them broke off, hit the balls, and the white ball went over the table and landed in some lady's soup. And the guy who was the wrestler was Goldberg. He stood up and said, what are you going to do about this? And all of a sudden, he had the guy spinning, and after it stopped, it showed my face gurning. And he just sat back down again. My name's Gordon Blacklock. Uh, I entered when I was 32 years of age, and uh, yeah, this year it'll be my 38th consecutive year. I've never missed one since I started entering. There was once I was on holiday down in uh, Yorkshire, and we'd gone to this club. One of my friends had said, you fancy pulling your face in here? And as I started to pull my face, there was a young lady with a tray full of empty glasses heading back to the bar, and she seen me, and she just dropped the tray. <laughs> well, I, I, I tailed it out of there, and I thought, I'm not getting the blame for this. <laughs> <laughs> I love that story. You know, I can honestly say my face has never caused anybody to drop a tray of glasses. <laughs> For that, I'm thankful. <laughs> no doubt. But Gordon is not the only famous Gurner, or maybe not even the most famous. It's not like he's met Jay Leno. He has an enormous head. Or, you know, it's not like he met the Queen of England. So that was amazing, really. I mean, to meet the Queen and actually shake her hand and speak with her was um, probably one of the best things that ever really had to come out of my Gurning, really. Yeah, so my name's Tommy Mattinson, and I've been going in the World Championship since about... 1984, I think. I was a guest on the GLNO show. That was awesome. You know what I mean? How did he, he's got a funny face all the time. He has, GLNO. Believe <laughs> it, he come in, in my dressing room and uh, come and had a crack with me, like a um, talk with me, we call it a crack, but he come and had a talk with me and just quite chilled out. And he's not just been disrespectful to him, but he has an enormous head. He does. And he said, he even said, because I had the horse collar with me. Oh, cool. And he said... And he said, I won't get my head through that because his head is really, really big. <laughs> so real quickly here, we're saying that Jay Leno's head is larger than a horse's head. Wow. Yeah, this is the type of investigative journalism that we do here at Rochambeau. <laughs> Serious stuff. All right. Well, enough about our fabulous reporting skills. Let's get back to Tommy Maddinson. Tommy has tried a bunch of faces over the years, but it doesn't come easily. It actually takes a good bit of training. I can pull a few different faces, but the one that I've won the championship with the most is the one that I, I tend to stick with that face. I always call it the wolf because I sort of push my face out. So I sort of took it out. There's a movie called American Werewolf in London. Sure. And I sort of took it off that way. The sort of the front of the face pushes outwards. Um, so that, yeah, that, so I always call it the wolf. Usually before a week, before the World Championship, I'd start, um, start to limber it up because, believe it or not, like any muscle in your body, if you haven't been doing it for a bit, say if I practice tonight, my neck and all around my face and jawbone, cheeks, everything will be really, really hurting. Same as when you exercise anything. Tommy first learned about the gurning competition when his father started bringing home his own World Championship trophies. My dad... Um, was coming home each year with a trophy and uh, when I was younger and, um, and he told me it was for winning the gurning which was pulling me pulling the face and that's what got me into gurning because uh, my father was a, uh, a world champion. Dad doesn't go in it anymore now uh, but uh, he won it he won it 10 times. Amazing. Your father must be so proud. Yeah it's been, been, been a good run. So between us we've had like 26 
Ties have won it. But I, I'm not the champion at the moment. Someone else won it last year. So that's got to happen sometimes. You know, I, I understand that. That's quite the family legacy there. Indeed. But like he said, he is not the current champion. Right. So that brings us to Adrian. My name is Adrian Vivalonghi. I'm currently the number one world gurning champion. We've gone from a, a village idiot into uh, a world leader. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how much I love Adrian's laugh. Like there was a time when I was editing this episode that I just played his laugh over and over (laughs) and over again. And every time it just got me. This man is too funny. He is weird, Kim. I know. (laughs) You should see what I do with your voice. Oh, I don't want to know. Adrian is from Coventry. He drives about 500 miles to get to the competition each year. He is also half Italian and he is incredibly proud of being half Italian. So much so that he got a tattoo. Uh, around my belly button, I have a tattoo made in England by Italian recipe. <laughs> I can totally picture that tattoo, and I don't want to. <laughs> um, like Tommy, he's got one face he's perfected, but still thinks there's room for improvement. And you know how he could improve? Mm. He could lose some more teeth. Ah. It seems like people with fewer teeth may have an advantage in gurning. But I'm confused. Yeah. So attractive people... And people without teeth somehow have the advantage. Those don't gel up very well together, do they? Where's the crossover there? Uh Why do you think having less teeth is beneficial? I think it's because if you have less teeth, you probably have removable dentures. And Mm. if you take out your dentures, then you're all gummy up there Uh and you can probably contort your face a lot more. Uh So basically we're saying this is a competition that is skewed towards beautiful people who have a really good set of dentures. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And without teeth and dentures, you can also go from looking normal to looking abnormal a lot faster. I should get in a fight or, uh, yeah, go to the dentist. But, yeah, I need to lose more teeth before I can get more flexible. (laughs) So I've only got three on the top and about eight on the bottom. I had too many sweets when I was young. So tell me this. When did you first hear about gurney? For where I am, Coventry, it's not really a local sport. I didn't hear too much about it. But I do remember going to the dentist once and seeing a a picture of a gurner. And that really fascinated me. I thought, wow, that was scary. (laughs) My dad used to take his teeth out. And uh, we used to ask him to read from the newspaper. So because no teeth reading from the paper being Italian, it would be as close to gurning as I would uh, ever see. But if I can make people laugh, I would make us laugh. Ah, this is my sport. How ironic is that? He first learned from gurning from a picture in a dentist's office, and now he wants to lose more teeth to be a better gurner. That's insane. What type of dentist has a picture of gurners in their dentist's office? <laughs> that dentist knew what he inspired. Right. I, I don't think he would be pleased. I don't think that goes along with the doctor's do no harm oath. Right. So the, the molar of the story <laughs> <laughs> is don't put gurning pictures in your dentist's office. <laughs> I guess it was a scare tactic, but it certainly didn't work for Adrian. <laughs> no, it did not. So is there enough money in gurning to warrant losing your teeth or having them removed? No, there's not. There's not much prize money at all offered. But as Tommy explained, there is a really cool trophy. There's a trophy that you get each year if you win, uh, but that goes back the year after. That's, you know, like a memorial trophy. Uh, but then you get you get um, quite some nice trophies to keep if you win. And obviously someone will get the glory of being world champion. But it seems like mostly everyone we talked to said it's because they love it and it's a lot of fun. People 
travel from all over the country year after year because they've they're basically uh, acknowledge the uniqueness and uh, uh, you know they they all say well you know they've never come across anything like it anywhere else like for me it's it's a way of life now once you've been there a few times it becomes a way of life and i can catch up with some old friends and some ugly faces it's it's like i always say if those silly devils didn't enter these daft competitions they would just die and for something that's run 750 years you don't want to see it disappear very well said guys so ted what do you think are you ready to knock out some teeth and get serious about this um not so much <laughs> i like my teeth also i'm a little worried i may be in the jay leno's head size category no no you don't have an enormous <laughs> head like jay leno um you do have an above average size head <laughs> for sure but that's just to hold your enormous brain you say the nicest things kim <laughs> well this was a pretty great episode i liked it um i'm gonna keep practicing my gurn and listeners you should too Yes, Ted, we should both take a picture of ourselves gurning and put it on the website. Oh, Lord. And then we should get our listeners to do the same. And listeners, just send that to Podcast at gmail.com. That would be awesome. And then we'll post them up on the website and we'll have a gallery or something and we can all look at each other being really silly. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And we want to take a second to thank everyone for being so generous with their time. Stephen, Gordon, Tommy, Adrian, thank you guys so much. It was a pleasure to talk to you and to to hear your stories. So I also want to take a second to explain why 750 years ago, 1267 and 2018 don't really gel up perfectly. <laughs> I actually talked to all of these guys last year before the competition in September of 2017. I want to let you guys know that Adrian retained his title last year. Yo, Adrian. Woo! And they're all competing again this September at the Ergmont Crab Festival. And if you want some more information, on that, go to ergmontcrabfair.com. That's E-G-R-E-M-O-N-T crabfair.com. And we'll also have a link on our website, which is rochambeaupodcast.com. My name is Adrian Zivolongi. I'm the world gaining champion, the current world champion. It could change tonight. And I'm here for Rochambeau Podcast. I recently traveled to Egremont, England, to attend the 751st Annual World Gurning Championships. We got to the Egremont Crab Fair in the afternoon and missed a lot of the activities. Apparently, there's a dancing in the streets. There's uh, apple tossing, possibly. Uh, we made our way up to the fairgrounds where they're having a lot of fair activities, I suppose you could call it. Uh, what we saw was uh, guys on forerunners jumping over tractors, which was pretty awesome. I thought that'd be a southern united states thing but apparently it's alive and well in Egremont. and we went back to town and went to the community center where the gurning championship was being held now we had read that we were supposed to be there by six to sign up so we kind of assumed you get there at six and things would start happening um, once we got in we realized that gurning was not the only thing on the docket there was quite a schedule before it and i'm going to run you through some of that and introduce you to some of the competitors we've been along the way the first thing listed on the schedule that evening was entertainer Turns out Entertainer was an older English man singing karaoke songs. He starts off with a Garth Brooks song, which I found surprising. Don't 
we quite enjoyed the entertainer and by the end of the night we were big big fans after that we had a youth talent competition which had one participant and she won so congratulations to her it was quite enjoyable there's also a horn blowing competition where the participants get on stage and blow a horn in the best fashion possible. The winner was a young gentleman who blew it, I believe, in sort of a hunting style. After that, we had the hunting and comedy song portion of the competition. The same young gentleman won with a rousing hunting song about a gentleman and his whips and his dogs. The second place winner was a lady named Emma Powell. She uh, is a playwright and had written a comedy song about cheese right up her alley. So I met with her after the competition and got her to sing us a little bit. Have a listen. Got a second in the, um, in the comic song and hunting song category, which admittedly there are, were only two people in, but no one but ever still. needs to know that. Right. <laughs> we won't tell. <laughs> yeah. Can you sing a little bit of your song? Uh, one, of, one of the songs is... <clears throat> One maca, two maca, three macaroni, cheddar mozzarella, but never mascarpone. Eat it on your own when you're really, really lonely. Hey, macaroni, cheese. <laughs> That's awesome. And that is from? That's from um, Cheese the Musical, which is work in progress. I'm sure it'll be at all big theatres someday. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll hear more from Emma a little bit later, but next up, children's gurning. These are children between the ages of, appeared to be 2 and 15. Some of the little ones were adorable. Crazy, cute little faces. The winner appeared to be about 11 or 12, a young lady. She pulled a great face. It was amazing. In between, we had intermissions uh, where they were playing popular American hits and people were dancing. It was quite a festive atmosphere. The hall filled up to capacity, or near capacity. Filled up at least the bar at the back of the room, which was a hit. Then we moved on to the ladies' gurning. The ladies' gurning was won by Egremont's own Claire Spedding. I think this was her fourth time in a row winning. I did not get a chance to talk to Claire. But I did talk to second place winner Tyree Dawson about how she got into gurning and how it's become a family affair. My name's Tyree Dawson. Tyree, why are we here tonight? So I live about an hour away. I'm uh, from South Lakes and I've been pulling funny faces for about 35 years. Oh yeah? And I've been meaning to come to this for ages, about 40 this year, so this was, this was my year. So was this your first time ever doing <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, first yeah? time, yeah. And how did you do? I came second in the lady, so yeah, really pleased with that. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so you've been pulling faces for a while. Mm, I have, yeah. But just Well, just lately, me and my daughter, who entered the junior one, we've just been having a bit of a face-off and uh -huh. training for the last few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, your training paid off. You did both. did. How did yeah. your daughter do? She didn't get through to the final, which I'm yeah. sad about, because I thought yeah. she did amazing. But, but the, the little lassie who won the junior final was so good. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's all good fun. Yeah. So um, are you going to come back? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, can't wait. Awesome. How did you hear about gurning, or have you known about it for a while? I think we just, well, I grew up in the country, and we didn't have a right lot to do in the summer. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, we just pulled faces and yeah. rolled our tongues and did random <laughs> things, and yeah, it was good. Then I followed up with our third place women's winner, Emma Powell. I came third, which I was very, very happy with. I was happy with it. Um, but you learn, I just find you learn so much about all sorts of different things and meet so many fascinating people. Right. And I would have never been to Egremont before. Um, and, you know, and you, I've met loads of people here and it's been so much fun. And I love having the excuse to discover someone new. And it's, yeah. And after the ladies' division and some more dancing, was the big show? Was the men's division? And guess what, folks? I entered. I gurned. 
Um, I did terrible, but it was a lot of fun. Luckily, I was like the third or fourth person to go, so I wasn't very nervous. But here's what happens. They call your name. You walk up on stage in front of about 500, 600 people. There's a gentleman who has the braffin. He puts it over your head. He turns you to the judges. There's a table of about four or five judges on the side of the stage. You make your face to them. And then he leads you to the left side of the stage, to the audience. And you walk across the stage making your face. Uh, invariably, when you're making a face, your hands and your gait changes because you're some sort of creature. Uh, my creature was, I don't know what my creature was. <laughs> it was uh, some sort of grimacing, squeaky monster with curled hands. Um, it was not good enough for a first place. There's much better, stiffer competition out there. But I'm very glad I did it. I would go back and do it again next year, and you should come join me. And the big news, the big one of the evening, Adrian. Uh, Adrian Zivalongi, who we talked to previously, this is his third win, and he retained his crown. Adrian is an amazing guy. I talked to him before the competition to see how he thought he would do. There's a chance I might win, which I'm, I'm scared of, but uh, let's hope you win. Come on, lad. <laughs> I want someone else. To All right, we'll see what we can do. And I caught up with Adrian after his win to see how he felt about it. Adrian, how'd you do? Oh, done much better than I expected. Yeah. Third time world champion. Unbelievable. Much be- I think you're a better girl than me. You should have it. You take the trophy home here, show it to those American dudes to bring it over next year. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it home with me, and then you have to come to America, visit, and bring it back over. I can bring it, yeah. I, I would love it to come here. I want to show Arnold Schwarzenegger, my predator. <laughs> I'd like to see that happen. So you're happy with the results? Too happy. I can't believe it. Can you uh, hit me quite hard, please, so I can... Yeah, knock a tooth out. Uh, competitive advantage. <laughs> Grazie mille. Right. Thank you very much. Cool, man. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. It's a pleasure. Yeah. There you have it, folks. The 751st World Gurning Championships. It was an amazing time. The town was awesome. The people were very cool. I met a lot of nice people, uh, gurners, non-gurners, people just hanging out and watching the whole show. Um, thanks to everybody who helped talked me into gurning um getting up there on stage was a hoot i'm very glad i did it i would go back and do it again next year and you should come join me goodbye